Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show, superlative uh, co-host, Ben Reichley, directly across from me. He'll bring his common sense conservatism to the microphone. He's an American first, a father second, no, a father first, then an American. Well, uh, never mind those. Uh, no, those aren't the same. As Gil said, Gil Sayers wrote a great book and great. Uh, uh, should be uh, posted in the Library of Congress. Hope it is. But uh, Gail Sayers wrote a book, I Am Third. For him, God was first, family was second, he was third. So for me, I'm going to say I'm fourth. I'm going to go spiritually, family, relatives, and all. I'll well, take fourth. Or put, even fifth. Put relatives in with your family. Well, I'll break it out. Cause <laughs> there's, there's a lot of there's them. There's some there. relatives there. that you wish weren't family, and there's some relatives oh, well, that you wish go. were. So you gotta yeah, you gotta break them out. Blood's thicker than water, but you you, you gotta be realistic sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, welcome on board, everyone. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining Great weekend. us. Did you uh, turn the weather down? I did. You got it down from the 90s into the 80s. Right, and I put rain back in the forecast. Feel, feeling good. Uh, thank me for that. Beautiful. And we're getting ready uh, to go into the dog days of August. But since you're going to control it, we'll only have 80 degree temperatures. Moderate. We're going to keep temperatures moderate. We're going to inch of precipitation a week. We're going to get out of this uh, well, uh, summer. Let's enlighten, let's enlighten the listening audience today. And I know that there's a sponsor you have to get to, but let's let, let's let's expand some horizons today. Okay, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us immediately, 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. Yesterday they talked about 100 topics while Joe tried to keep uh, Steve on his heels, but we can focus on the COVID-19. The president questioning in a tweet uh, whether we can conduct a U.S. election safely and effectively when not fraudulently, so we can chit-chat about that. Of course, the economy, we got the confirmation that the economy struggled during the COVID-19 pandemic yesterday. So we can discuss that. Uh, let's see. We Who can made also... that announcement? Captain Obvious? Uh, I guess it was just new numbers. Oh, I'm okay. ashamed to admit I didn't really read it. I think it was gross domestic product. Yeah, gross domestic okay, product. Right. But I thought so that was down. I thought the news conference was held <laughs> yeah, by that's, Captain that's Obvious. That's who I do did it, yes. Okay. He said, the gov- guess what? The economy slowed down during COVID-19. But deep within that report and not getting much coverage was that uh, the curve currently is upward mm-hmm. with employment and uh, retail retail sales, cars, houses. So many sectors of the economy are going upward, but that was buried in that report, but it was there. Well, that's... That the current trend is upward. Who was the report by? AP. <laughs> AP and CNN and so, uh, and And remember, so the glass is half full then? Well, and, if you get uh, down to the sixteenth well, the glass paragraph. is half empty, but it's filling up. So I, I think that's how the way you could. Uh, the hole in the bottom that. has been, uh, been fixed. Okay, yep. good. Email us at on the market. Even though Governor Wolf is very interested in pulling that cork back out, email us at on the market. com. You can text us at seven zero two three six. As I mentioned, uh, on Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We have the the simplest way for you to find out your next vehicle. Go to sunburymotors.com. and what we 
see a lot of people doing. Let's let's take the pickup trucks for example. Believe it or don't, some of them are looking at the Toyota pickup trucks, and then a guy will switch on the Chevy. I think Honda even makes a pickup truck, uh, but then they go to the Ford F one fifty, and guess what they see? They see everything they want. They, it's got the V six engine with the EcoBoost and the shutdown technology at the intersection, so your gas mileage is in the thirty miles per gallon uh, on the city in a Ford F one fifty that has an eight foot bed and uh, has a moon roof. Uh, they, I don't know why they call it a moon roof, but it's a sunroof. Electric rear window. Uh, Not at night. Power everything. Automatic. Well, that's true. It's just, <laughs> well, the sun is out somewhere. It's a, it's a multi-purpose roof. Right. There have been literally thousands of individuals who did that sequence I just described, and they end up where they started, and that's on a Ford F-150. But you can do that, so you can start out at sunburymotors.com. Believe it or don't, at the Ford F-150, you mark doesn't exist. You can build a Ford, Lincoln, Kia, or Hyundai to your exact specifications. If, and it's no disrespect to the other folks, mm-hmm. you certainly buy what you want, but if you don't have a Ford 150... <laughs> you really, really might not have a pickup truck. One is the single I mean, most that popular. Is, vehicle that is a ladies and man's pickup truck. Uh, it is the most popular. What for uh, in the world at the moment? Yeah, I think uh, you know uh, if George Washington, the, the war would have been over. The Revolutionary War would have been <laughs> over earlier if he would have had an F one fifty. The problem is, I think he had one of those uh, others. So anyway, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Folks, yeah. buy what you want. There's a lot of good dealers here, but the dealer of record for on the mark is Sunbury Motors. But the F-150, and Mark, I know uh, you're talking Ranger, 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 but I, I, think, know. I think your F-150 time is Well, you is know coming. what I did? I did go, my Ranger is a, is a premium package with the Raptor package, and, and I'll admit I did push the price into the 40s because I got, and uh, that's what Kyle said to me. You know, you're getting a basic Ford F-150 for that price. You, you know, you might want to think about a full-size truck, which I thought about it, but I still like to be a Mark, part I, I, I vision you in the F-150 going out for a, uh, a day of hunting here in the fall. Oh, yeah. Small game. Mm-hmm. I see you in your Ooh, camo. Yeah. And turkey. And I see you and with your concealed carry permit tucked <laughs> in your thing. Just got it and, renewed. And I, I, I just see you driving down that road as a happy, proud citizen of the greatest country in the world, these United States of America. Like that. that smile on your face, that cup of coffee on the side. Dead you, animals you, in the back. You, well, that's when you return, but uh, <laughs> now you won't have out. a cup of coffee when you're returning. You'll yeah. have a little probably uh, probably Crown Royal or something, uh, but uh, <laughs> no. not while you're driving. But anyway, I don't think I've ever had any of that. No, but uh, no, uh, a, a, a proud American going out to do what, uh, what made this country great in your F-150. Sunbury Motors. Yeah, dot com is the bottom line, so thank you so much. Uh, Marsha, thank you so much for calling. First of all, that's our biggest gratitude. And for holding while we got our good commercial out of the way. <laughs> it's supposed to be a... Just wa- I just wanted to, just wanted to comment about the funeral, uh, Lewis's funeral. I got to hear some of it on the radio, and I thought I was at a Democratic convention. <laughs> I really did. For being a eulogy on a, on a wonderful... Uh, person and all that he's accomplished, um, I ended cheering and, you know, we were at a convention. The last thing in a lot of the Democrats' minds was uh, the man. It was more what they can 
put on the floor and try and sell to the public, and it was... I, I hope they never come to my funeral. <laughs> Were you surprised that President Trump didn't go? He would be certainly at liberty to go, but uh, there were no Republicans yeah. given the microphone. Yeah, yeah George No, w. they wouldn't have, they oh, wouldn't have left. Yep, I watched Thank some you. of Barr's stuff, too, <laughs> and that was a crime, absolute crime. All the Democrats seem to want to do is just keep the havoc going and keep everybody stirred up. And when you go to talk to anybody about... Uh, anything political or things that are going on, you'll find that the ones that are for Trump look at each other before they start talking because they're afraid they're going to get bombarded by uh, the bad things. They really are. And then when they find out that, no, you are uh, for Trump, then, you know, it's, it's, we're free to talk and uh, talking about the good things he's accomplished. You know, he can't accomplish anything if they keep, keep stopping him. You know, they're saying he isn't doing this or isn't doing that. But the Democrats are voting against it, and they have... Uh, it, it's sad. It is so, so sad. Well, the, the, the few, really, it was the memorial service uh, yesterday, and it became... For the Democrats. Yeah, yeah you got became, that right. <laughs> well, it became the... Uh, Paul Wellstone revisited, and if people want to look back, that was the senator who was tragically, from Minnesota, who was tra tragically killed in a plane crash, and the uh, memorial service became just a, uh, a, a farce. And yeah. uh, yesterday was the same thing, and, you know, you're, you're, you know, if people want to think that President Trump's divider-in-chief, then you had a uh, replay of the uh, uh, divider-in-chief and President no, they were, Obama. Well, they, were, so. they were campaigning. They were, there was no answer for both. There was a black American citizen in, and I can't even remember the town, let alone, he was shot holding a, killed holding a Trump sign. Uh, Bernal, I didn't see Bernal. one thing in the paper about that man. No, not one that, rally no. about that uh, man. Not one protest, not one sit down, not one this. The news was not there. I think uh, his, his The name... news is biased. <laughs> His name is Bernal Trammell. He's from Trammell. Milwaukee. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if Black Lives Matter, I guess, yep. uh, his didn't. No, only if they're a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's very you. unfortunate, but the hypocrisy does show, and uh, particularly yeah. in in that instance, and especially what we're seeing in Chicago, uh, the uh, unfortunate killing of the retired police chief in uh, Missouri during uh, that debacle. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, I'd, and the children, the children that are being uh, murdered. Yeah, very, New York City, Chicago, <laughs> others. I think they're Americans. They're not just their own people. They're our people, too. Well, they're, no, yeah, they but, are. But I, if, if, if Black Lives Matter so much, you would hope uh, they would be there protesting and they would they would hold uh, some sort of sit-in in Chicago, Black Lives Matter organization, protesting the killing of uh, black people in Chicago, particularly by other yeah. black people. Yeah, well, yeah, we did see George W. Bush speak yesterday, as uh, Ben pointed out, and uh, so he had some great remarks, great speaker as well. So we were glad to see him <laughs> at the, the microphone. First time you ever called George <laughs> W. Bush a great speaker, I'm going to say that on on the record. Well, he had good remarks yesterday. Okay. Okay. Right. I didn't get to hear him. Like I said, I was on the radio or listening on the radio to the events, and it was just I thought it was at a Democratic convention. <laughs> History's been kind to of George W. too. I will also add that. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> 
so much, Marsha. Really appreciate your viewpoint. Thanks for checking in today and pointing out the... Uh, the for uh, the right reasons that's been kind to George <laughs> W. Bush or for... Thank you, Marsha. The reasons that people are judging him compared to the Trump administration and the Trump presidency. His presidency. Um, I don't know. I just think people's uh, harsh, uh, divisive viewpoints on you know what were the positives of his administration what were the negatives i think in hindsight we learn more about the administration we learn more about some of the reasons that he did what he did uh, i i think Doesn't opinions tend to soften people yeah. I, th- it, I hate to say it but it, it, when we're really just talking politics i think people are more forgiving when you're finished than when oh, you're I, doing I this day to day you know i think he had a mm-hmm. decent presidency of course he had a downfall but then in years past, in years after that, uh, I think the public well, warmed up more. Well, look at the, look what the media did to H. W. Bush when he when he passed away. Once he passed away, they were almost oh, well, raised. The greatest. Yeah, they almost they were most sainted him. Well, I mean, yeah, it, good uh, point. And that shows the hypocrisy and the bias of the media. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking about the hypocrisy and the bias of the media. The Lewis Senator Lewis, um, American, and there's American, American patriot icon. funeral no, yesterday, patriot. and uh, the Democratic campaigning that went on. Uh, President Obama did a campaign speech while he was there, and. So so uh, that's what we're talking about. You know, Call I us immediately. 1-800-795-9565. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Kia. Now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul with 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Without further ado, we do what we're here to do, and that's go to Mike, who's first on the line. Then Tom, go ahead, Mike. You're on the radio. Hey, Mark. I want you to tell me again just how good George Bush was yesterday. But this time, I'm not taking a sip of coffee when you do it. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it? Okay. Well, I, I just thought he did a great job uh, encapsulating what was a great historical legacy and resume of John Lewis. I don't know that uh, John Lewis had, um, let's see, a, you know, a stellar congressional career. I, I don't personally know about that. Maybe he did. But he certainly it was a civil rights icon, and uh, George W. did a good job talking about it. That's great. Uh, no, that's good to hear. And I'm, I'm being a little facetious here. I know you are. I, I'm on to you. I, I, had just tur- I had just turned on the radio, and, uh, and I'm listening online here, uh, and, and you said that, and, and I wasn't prepared for that. But the, the comment I want to make is about Barack Obama yesterday. Uh, he called out Republican leaders and Donald Trump for not revitalizing the Voting Rights Act that was diminished in the year 2012. So 
Now, if I remember correctly, Barack Obama was president up until 2016. Is that correct? Say that question again. I'm sorry. I turned away for a okay. second. <clears throat> okay. So Barack Obama, he criticized Republicans in Congress and Donald Trump for not revitalizing the Voting Rights Act, which was supposedly diminished by the Supreme Court in the year 2012. Okay, so he's calling these people out now. Well, I thought the president, uh, Obama, was in office up until 2016, so there's like four years there, roughly, and the last almost two years, who's controlled Congress? The, the, uh, well, the Democrats. So I, I, don't, I don't understand you know, what the purpose of uh, Obama, you know, talking like he talked when George Bush talked like he talked. You know, it, it, just, it Mike, doesn't can, make sense. Can we help you understand it, it, it that? Just, Mike, yeah, please. Mike, can we help you understand that? I mean, this is the bigger picture. Okay. Why do they want to solve problems when certain groups can keep problems, perpetuate those problems, campaign off those problems, get reelected off those problems. I mean, you're, you're getting confused with real leadership and accountability and looking back at a resume, if you're a politician, that you hopefully improved the life of your constituents, whoever they be on the federal, on the state, on the local side. So remember, if you look at poverty, uh, you have the business of poverty. You have many people who talk about poverty all the time and do little or nothing. And I'll throw two names out. Look at Reverend Jackson, look at Sharpton. Now, when I say little or nothing, they have to do a little to keep people coming back to them, you know, and 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 buy, and you know, they're selling their campaigns of, you know, I'm going to solve poverty, I'm going to do this. But look at their records and look what they haven't done. So again, you know, don't don't be confused by the fact that some of these people want to solve problems, and it's on the Democratic side, and there's parts on the Republican side too. So these are politicians. Look at the politicians and look at the lack of accountability for what they've done for their time in Congress. And you know, you'll see people that have been there 30, 40 years, and you look back and you're thinking, geez, they went in with X amount of net worth, and they're coming out with much more net worth, plus Boy, their son, their daughter, their niece, their nephew, also are doing pretty good. So, you know, yeah, don't be confused by the uh, lack of accountability. All right, go ahead, Michael. Give you the well, last word. I really appreciate those comments because from what you just told me, the time is ripe for the Democrats in Congress to, to propose action that would most certainly have to be taken if they were to propose it on the voting rights. Well, you would hope they would propose action that can uh, be uh, bipartisan to agree and, and be beneficial. But most of the proposing actions are to, uh, to sh are, are, you know, it gets ridiculous. And, uh, you know, they're, they're campaign slogans and uh, they're to point out that, uh, uh, you know, look at the fight we've been fighting. Well, hold it. If you've been fighting this for 40, 50 years, uh, shouldn't you maybe look back at your strategy and see what's going on? All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for checking in. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see. Moving on to Tom. You're on the air, Tom. Go right ahead. 
Tom, go ahead. It's you. Go ahead. Turn the radio off. You're on the radio. Tom, Tom, Tom. All right. Let's go to Bobby. Good morning, Bobby. You are on the mark. Yes, uh, good morning, everyone. Of course, you know that uh, I started in the media back when there was no media. Well, there was ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, and UPI, and AP, and that was it. And uh, news reporting was news reporting, and sports, and weather, There's and everything Reuters. else had its specific uh, categories. You and forgot then about Reuters. The, yeah, the stations uh, uh, had the accountability back then to uh, do that for the public, which you don't have now. Well, uh, I think uh, many yeah, times... Yeah, you forgot about Reuters, first yeah, of all. Well, Reuters, but I think many times, uh, and recently, but, you know, when when did news stop being news and the editorial page creeped on the uh, front page and the entertainment section has creeped into the journalism and probably somewhere around Watergate, 72, 73, 74, where now journalists thought they could be real difference makers and uh, and change a government. So, uh, you know, uh, journalism has uh, become diluted and it be, has become opinions and entertainment, opinion talk shows, opinion pages, that's one thing. But uh, I would say this, it used to be uh, shoot what was the um, what was the newspaper the globe the Enquirer yeah the Enquirer used to be something that you sort of looked at and thought that could never happen the Enquirer has become the New York Times the Washington Post the LA Times Chicago Tribune uh, the Johnstown Democrat so um, yeah I would say Bobby you have a point all right thank you thank you all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I got some. Yes, sir. Well, got some emails, but I was going to ask you in your uh, decades of service, uh, how have you seen the news change? And we can, <laughs> we can get in that in the nine o'clock hour. But you know, you've you're, well, we you're have, knee deep, hip deep in it. And I went to Penn State in nineteen eighty two. Well, my uh, most of my journalism classes were in eighty one and eighty two, and the professors detected bias in media and showed us empirically where the bias was and how to think objectively and how to spot check your stories to make sure that they're objective, how to look at them from different perspectives. Being objective was an obsession from the Penn State School of Journalism and they gave you sort of structural tools in your writing that could help you do that. They would help you look at uh, not only you know the sort of the adjectives or the descriptors that you would use but also how the story would be heard by different people and they would you know use the analogy that uh, if you if you you know if you look at uh, a um, and I'm trying to think of something that's different from one side or another you remember the old elephant picture you know if you keep your eyes closed and you walk up and touch an elephant one person touches the tail and says well it's like a small hose and another person touches the front truck and says well it's a hose but it's huge you know so different people have different perspectives so they would run that through your head they would say okay so look at it from the guy that feels the big hose what do you see when you look at you know unemployment numbers what's the rest of the story and then open your eyes and see what's really there and look at it from all sides i mean they gave you tools to do this Today, the journalists that are doing the reporting may have those tools, 
but they make sure that the news has a perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about the New York Times. They're doing just a fantastic, objective, scientific, and uh, very understandable perspective-based coverage of COVID-19 and the pandemic. And relatively little coverage about the, what the president is doing or isn't doing. You know, that's not their shtick. The, the New York Times is yes, doing this? Yes, But then when they were doing stories about the funeral yesterday, and then, of course, they did a story about President Trump's tweet yesterday on voting, they slammed him with adjectives from their perspective in every sentence. So the New York Times stories I've seen on COVID with Cuomo, Governor Cuomo involved, and, and Mayor de Blasio have been all over the place. It just depends you mean on you who's think they're object it. Some were objective and some weren't. Well, yeah, I, and you okay. see that, and you see the, the, the breakdown. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're not in the Howard Stern show because he would have had a field day with you on your last comments, but that's okay. Oh, I know. But the part of the, uh, the, the lack of objectivity, and my mother was uh, graduated, uh, I want to say first, second, in her she was in a class wheel. at Houston, uh, University of Houston, worked in, for the Chronicle, and uh, then she was in the governor's office as a press secretary in California. But in the 80s, it was interesting when she would show clips or how this is written or how they're writing that. And, you know, spins happens all over. However, she says the Democratic Party, and she, she was a Democrat for a number of years, the Democratic Party and uh, are far better at public relations and things than the Republicans. This is back in the 80s. And, you know, it's interesting now, what happened in Washington this week with the social media technology moguls who were down there. And you saw the questions from the right, questions from the left, and it was the well, people... The Republicans city, don't get it. I mean, the, that, the, they the don't people, get the impact of social media. Well, they understand it, especially uh, when, when, when groups and or uh, websites are being taken off the, web, the, the webs, but the control of it. But was it... So... Those people, all, all those technology CEOs were, were bad folks. It's just that you're bad and my bad were different from what they're doing. And <laughs> those people were sitting there almost cross-eyed in, in that Zoom conference. We are going to take a break for the CBS News, so you'll find out the very latest. Uh, yeah, even the CBS leans left, we're ashamed to admit. And uh, left, I think they fell. They fell over. Okay. <laughs> That's from your perspective. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK, okay, Sunbury. Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Light them up, everybody. we got open phones right now, 1-800-795-9565. We've been talking about uh, the John Lewis funeral yesterday. The uh, Let's see what else. We've talked about uh, President Trump and uh, media objectivity was our last subject. So uh, we would love to hear from you today. We're enjoying an open phones day, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. 
and our sponsor is the Sunbury Motor Company. I think it's Friday, and a lot of people are just focusing on getting ready for the weekend, making sure that they're all set really? for the weekend. This is a long weekend? A lot of, I, uh... Nope, it's a normal weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although I enjoyed a day off yesterday, so today you uh, got a little sunshine. it's a short week. Yes, it was. A little vitamin D? Yeah, I enjoyed that So until it got too hot. Uh, at least two people were said to be injured in a one-vehicle crash on Shade Mountain Road on Shade Mountain Thursday. State troopers say, in fact, three teenagers were injured and taken to Geisinger in that crash. One of the teenagers, an 18-year-old from Middleburg, has been identified as Trevor Spots. Uh, he was hurt and taken to Geisinger. No condition report available from the hospital. And two 17-year-olds, a 17-year-old female from Sealand's Grove taken to Geisinger and a 17-year-old female from New Berlin taken to Geisinger. Life, two life flight helicopters were part of that dispatch. Another 17-year-old girl from Winfield uh, did not sustain injuries when an SUV uh, hit a tree and then overturned on Shade Mountain Road. The 17-year-old driver, a male, uh, was also not injured in that accident. Some of the late details. Light flooded or they didn't? I don't know if they got a ride or not. Um, The accident doesn't mention life flight. Uh, The county communication says they sent two helicopters there. Uh, There's uh, words on social media that the helicopters were used to transfer the two females to Geisinger, but we don't see that on the dispatch record that we have, so yeah. I can't say that for sure. Cringing story. Yeah, yeah tough situation. Story. Uh, oh, uh, Jeep overturns with, what, a total of five teenagers on board, so you hate, you just hate to see that, and they caught fire. I guess fire was involved in that. Middleburg and Mount Pleasant Mills volunteers. Well, it's a timing issue. Uh, you feel for anybody in an automobile accident at any age, uh, those of you that have teenagers who are driving, like my Myself, you know, like the years pop up and it, you just you, you cringe. Now, you know, later in life, you know, like I said, you, you, you the stories aren't any diminished on an automobile accident. However, when you have uh, young adults in that age bracket, you just uh, sort of hold your breath a little bit. Well, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's like. Uh my lovely bride said, when your child is born, you curtail the sleeping well nights of your lifetime and start the process of not sleeping as well because you're always worried about what the kid's doing, even if they're right there with you. So, All right. So, uh, yeah, tough. We uh, Prayers go up to those individuals. We hope everybody's okay. Wearing a cloth mask is the most important thing the public can do to prevent the spread of infection. So said the Geisinger Director of Infectious Diseases, Dr. Stanley Martin, on a recent WKOK Sunrise interview. We've always known that was the case inside the hospital or in a clinic where the doctors, the nurses, everybody, you know, wearing a mask helps. But in the community, it was much less clear. But now we are getting a much better picture of this from the studies. And it seems very clear now the biggest, most important thing we can do to prevent the spread of the infection is wearing the mask. He tells WKOK that there are many things you can do to reduce the spread of COVID-19. The mask wearing is the most important, but frequently washing hands, disinfecting your home and workspaces, and social distancing are second on the list. He said there is no health risk to wearing a mask, 
and said that it would be possible to have school safely in the fall with the COVID-19 pandemic still underway. He said a lot of the CDC and state health department guidelines should be enhanced before the school starts in a few months. Uh, I'm looking at that as, hold it, it's 1 and 1A, it's not 1 and 2. One, wear a mask. One, a social distance. Uh, you know, was, uh, oh my gosh! Yes. Aren't those hand hand? I mean, not hand in hand, literally. <laughs> and then wash your hands yeah, afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So when you look at that, if you're ten feet away, and you might not have a mask on, are you safe? If you're not, have a mask on, but stay six point two inches away. <laughs> but I, I look at, I, I say it's the Bolt Chamberlain deal. Seven feet four inches. Oh, okay, stay that distance. Yeah, that anyway, uh, okay. All right. But uh, no, it's, uh, I, I, I look at that as one and one A. All right. Uh, nine new COVID-19 cases did pop up in the Valley. Our local numbers are still low. Of course, some statewide numbers are higher. 860 new cases confirmed for the state. Overall, the state's total, 110,000 COVID-19 cases, over 7,100 deaths in Pennsylvania from COVID-19. And, of course, the leaderboard is Allegheny County with 132 new cases. Philadelphia County with 127 cases. Delaware County is trying to come in third there with 112 cases. In Increases in 19 to 24 year olds continues to lead the way but, uh, of uh, individuals with COVID. Let's broad brush it though. Let's let's shut the hospitality industry down in Snyder and Union County, Forest and Potter County, and because we're probably very what similar about McKean to and Chester and Sullivan Delaware. And well, I agree with all those. They closed the restaurant <laughs> in Sullivan County. Yeah. So uh, if you smoke. have a restaurant facility and you can go by the guidelines and you can still have 60 percent capacity inside. Why shouldn't you be able to to do that? I mean, this 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 is this is where the politics are coming in, and we'd love folks to call and tell us why a facility that could be sixty percent of capacity and do what needs to be done to abide by these uh, whatever they're not laws; these are just recommendations. Uh, why they cannot be open, particularly in the counties where, as you said, Mark. Um, the governor Sullivan says County it's a law for businesses. No, it's not a law for you and well, I. It's a, no, what it is, it's uh, if, if people want to talk about brown shirts, and, and which is wrong, about what's going on in Portland, why don't they talk about the governor holding liquor licenses over the head of these uh, these business owners and how unfair that might be. Uh, in other news, U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, uh, Pence made a double stop in western Pennsylvania yesterday. We say double because half of it uh, was for official vice presidential business on behalf of America. And the first part was a political rally. Vice President Pence attended a cops for Trump rally in Greensburg and toured a chemical plant in Somerset. During his Keystone State visit, Pence talked about the coronavirus pandemic and the Trump administration's efforts to combat the virus. President Trump and our team and the task force will continue to march the full resources of the federal government and the full power of the American economy to meet this moment and put the health of America first. Pence also expressed hope about the development of a vaccine by the end of the year. While traveling in Western PA, the campaign bus carrying the vice president was involved in a minor fender bender. Pence was transferred to a limousine, but later there was another minor accident involving two motorbike escorts 
There were no injuries in either accident. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. A big anonymous donation has been given to the Shemokin Area School District to help complete a turf replacement project at their mm. football stadium. In a release, the first community foundation partnership of Pennsylvania says the anonymous donation of $250,000 was made recently to the district. The turf replacement is now complete and ready for the fall season if plays allowed, which at this point, football's still mm. on, right? Football's without people on. in the stands. I okay. suppose without people, but what, uh, is it going to be called Coney Island Field? I do not. Oh, I hope so. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's one of the good reasons I go to Shemokin. The turf will be used by the Shemokin High School Band, boys and girls soccer teams, as well as a practice field for baseball and softball in appreciation for the grant the district will honor the donor by naming the field Bridie Ruane Field, a recognition oh. for the decades of contributions made to Shemokin Coal Township and the surrounding communities by the Bridie and Ruane families. Yeah, good for them, and uh, congratulations. They should be recognized. They should have their names on that field and people should know that uh, philanthropy is alive and well in these United States of America. Alright, we got one call waiting and another one coming in, so we'll do our last uh, element in the news today. This uplifting one? No. The last one was uplifting. Yes, absolutely. This is a biased story from CBS News, which says, no, I'm, I'm totally serious. McDonald's CEO says restaurants might bring in law enforcement if customers refuse to follow the McDonald's Corporation mask policy at the many franchises around the world. The CEO, Chris Kremsinski, told CBS this morning that crews have undergone training. If someone is unwilling to wear a mask, they may bring in law enforcement to the restaurant. The announcement comes a day after the fast food change said it would be closing 200 locations because of the pandemic and days after it joined places like Walmart and Target in announcing a mask mandate. But of course, this story is written nationally by CBS and doesn't involve the fact that businesses are required to have mask wearing uh, by their employees and customers in Pennsylvania. That's the governor's mandate. So you're wearing a mask when you're standing in line to order. Obviously, you're not wearing a mask when you're sitting down to eat. Uh, you're wearing a mask if you get takeout and, you know, walk outside. Then you take your mask off. Drive through, I take it. You can be... Uh, uh, you can I lower always wear mask. a mask when I go to the drive-up because I think... I, well, I, I, under, I understand uh, when, you're, uh, you when, you're at the, when you're at both of the... Uh, the windows, but when you're sitting in your car, you can remove your mask. But so is this people standing in line then to order and waiting for the order? They have to be... I think they're talking about coming in the door. That's that's what the story says. But uh, the story leaves about 17, no, 18 unanswered questions. Yeah, I was going to say really that sounds like a public relations nightmare. Well, that's true, yeah. I went to McDonald's and they arrested me, and that doesn't work <laughs> out. Uh, we got three callers lined up, so we'll go right to the phones. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead, please. Hey, good morning, fellas. You know, Ben, it's interesting what you said about the mainstream press being not much more than tabloid journalism. And I agree with you, Ben, a lot there, what's become of our press. But despite them becoming tabloid journalists, I go out in public. I have a Trump shirt on. I can't tell you how many people come up to me and we become instant friends like we were friends for life. 
and we get talking there, people I never met, and they, we always come across the same story at some time. Isn't it terrible how the mainstream press treats our great president? It all, it, most every time it comes to that, what, isn't it terrible how they act? how they're nothing more than a bunch of propagandists and all they can ever promote is hate Trump agenda. Well, and, well Dan, part, part of that is if you go back, and I've said this a number of times, if you go back and you see again, Watergate is probably the, the benchmark when this started to happen. When the press was embarrassed, the White House press corps was embarrassed because two guys at the city desk, Washington, D.C. city desk, broke the story about Watergate. Now, you can go back in history and look at Watergate, and, you know, it, the crime was, was so ridiculously minuscule, uh, the cover-up was there. So when you look at the, the facts on it, however, you had two, as let's say it back then, desk jockeys. Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley are trying to cut their teeth. We're doing obituaries in D.C. We're doing uh, fender bender right up, and all of a sudden we get a guy call says, I got. So anyway, the White House press corps was embarrassed by that. So after that, they start to say, hey, we have to be relevant. And you see then. But now let's also go through the pipeline of the activism in the 60s, college professors changing, going into the 70s. Mark said he still had a relatively positive... The protesters becoming college professors. Yes, exactly. And you had a relative journalism, decent journalism course at Penn well, they, State. They gave you the science of objectivity and gave you tools, so it didn't really matter. You could be the worst reporter in history. They gave you the tools to detect, to detect bias. the bias. Well, let's fast forward then. All of a sudden, it starts to become... I mean, shoot, Sam Donaldson now looks like a moderate compared to these folks. So, Dan, the pipeline of activism has just... Uh, it's, it's coming out now. It was in the pipeline, and now it's coming out, and now it's what we have, and look at journalism schools, and, and look at uh, what's taught, how it's taught, and who's teaching it. You know, you're right, Ben, but despite, despite all the propagandists we have out there, I'm impressed with my fellow people that I talk with, how knowledgeable they are about the propaganda they're being fed. Great. And they're enlightened. Great. And, and that's uh, what impresses me. These are people with, you know, maybe no more than a high school diploma, but they, they get uh, it. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan. America is built on people who have high school diplomas or less. That's what built America. College, Amen. university, education. Education does not mean a university degree. Educa I mean, you can be educated. I, I mean, I knew a gentleman with an eighth grade education that did very well and employed and added value, employed a lot of people and added value to his community. So, yeah, let, let, let's not confuse education and college degrees. You hope they're one and the same to, to that, but, but life and educating yourself through life. Dan, the other part of this pipeline deal is, remember now, there's a president that says, no, no, I'm going to control the narrative. I'm not going to let you tell 
the American people what I'm doing and what my administration's doing, and the press despises that, being told what they're going to do. <laughs> and, unfortunately, hey. some of them act like five-year-old spoiled children when they don't get their way. And so it's very interesting that, you know, like him or not, Trump is saying, I'm going to control the narrative. Now, sometimes his narrative gets a little loose uh, and it hits the guardrails uh, in the road of uh, the Trump administration. However, he's not letting the press dictate. He's trying to take control of that, and they despise him for that. All right, thank you so much, Dan. We'll give you the last word. You have a great and good talking with you. You guys have a great weekend. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, With that, uh, we go to Chris on line two. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. Uh, There were two Voting Rights Acts introduced between 2012 and 2016. I looked up the 2016 one, and it was a lot of the things that... Obama was talking about correcting the the Supreme Court decision on on civil rights, and uh, that one was introduced by a Republican from Minnesota, Sensenbrenner. And Jim I think he was about the only Republican who voted for it. Yeah, I think Jim Sensenbrenner is Wisconsin, but. Uh Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, but uh, was that which Supreme Court Act were they changing? The 2012 Act, where they uh, they limited uh, the civil yeah. rights enforcement. Okay. So, and uh, they did it twice, and it passed in the House, I believe, because I think the Democrats controlled it, and I think all Democrats voted for it, and it went to the. The Senate and died. Well, Sensenbrenner introduced it. Being a Republican, the Republicans probably had the House at that time, but we could double-check that. Well, that was in 2015. Okay. And uh, there was an earlier one in 2014. I didn't look that one up, so I'm not sure when it was passed or who was in control at that point. But uh, they did did do it, and uh, it it was... uh, Republicans who weren't cooperating with anything the Democrats did, <laughs> and they died in the Senate. Well, you, you, have, needed... you have to look at the details of the bills and find out, you know, again, what, what the overall bill was. I did look at was, some of the details, and that's overall, basically the summary did say that, yes. Uh, overall, what, what it was, and then where the uh, amendments were and what was in it. And, you know, that's the problem. Uh, Line item vetoes for governors is excellent. Uh, The president, uh, Republican or Democrat, should have line item vetoes, too. And then the... Horse, no, they shouldn't. The, yes, they should. The horse side shouldn't, and the BS wouldn't be put in some of these bills. Uh, yeah, but then the, the, what do you do with the compromise bills that uh, only get passed because uh, some party wants one of each thing, and they, uh, they've agreed to it? They can't agree to stuff like that if uh, they know the president is going to uh, line item the one they out the one they support and keep the one the uh, their own party supports. No, you and, you you start to you start to make the veto mean something, and you start to override vetoes, and you you, you start to coordinate things in a little bit a different way. Uh, you, you you start to yeah, but I mean, it, it, it won't work. End. It won't work for making them people work together. 
because usually uh, to pass anything, you need to compromise. And if the president is going to has the power to write out anything that compromised the uh, part of the compromise that favors one party, then you're gonna you're you're just gonna have even more deadlock. No, I don't see it. I I see it as it will. Uh How's okay. it working now? It's not, and getting rid of the filibuster is not the answer. So there, there needs there needs to be some adjustments. If it if it is a positive effect in state legislators around the country for governors to have line item vetoes, I think it should be looked uh, at the federal level in a in a way that see is it going to be more positive. And and as far as COVID goes. Their uh, president's done a pretty lousy job based on the results. And as long as the, and it, just like in the state as in the country, you really do have to shut down all sorts of things that uh, where it's not effective yet, or do we just get what's happening now where it's peaking in new states that didn't fully shut down or try to cut, cut down on the, on the, or follow the restrictions. And now, and that's going to hurt the economy more because things are out of control again. In fact, several states, it's worse than it was in New York City now. And last time yeah, you were I on, I think you talk, were talking true. there a couple times ago, you were talking about the death rates being low. Well, the death rates are high again. And because death rates are a, a lagging indicator. And so when the cases go up, eventually the deaths follow. And when the deaths follow, then you have to close down more stuff and you hurt the economy again. All right, we got and callers they, waiting, Chris. You, i got to stop you there. You have done that in... Yeah, I would, I would been, disagree yeah, okay, with you It has you been now. done in other countries. That's All right, thank you so much, Chris. Yeah. Really appreciate the call. Great, okay. great points. Uh, there's, oh. there, there's, there's some different uh, information coming out at different times and what people have done over it and what, what's happened in different countries. And it's, uh, we, should, we should be looking at data all around the world, but the analysis of data, look who's doing that analysis and see where they're at on both sides of the political spectrum. All right, Rick, last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I heard your comment about Obama, and nothing surprises me. I, I think he was the fellow that gave the eulogy for Robert Byrd to Klansman. But anyway, I wanted to touch on something, if you didn't mind. Last night I was watching the NBA, and during that pregame, they had Bob Costas on, a great voice for the Olympics. <laughs> and he said it was fine to kneel the players to kneel during the anthem, which I thought was terrible. Our voice for the Olympics, they should boot him right out. And then also, they showed LeBron James, big man on campus, put his fist up in the air. Now, what my point is, if that would have been anyone else, of different color, they'd be screaming today, white supremacy. I don't get that. I think this is a terrible thing going on. And I think what they should do is sit all these players down in every sport and let them watch some World War II clips and see what happened for them to be able to have the freedom to play this game and make 
tons of money. Something that could be easy remedy, but what Bob Costa said on TV I thought was terrible. And uh, another thing, it's a great time of year, guys. The garden tomatoes are coming out. There's nothing like it. <laughs> you have a great have a great weekend. You know you're enjoying a summer in America when the tomatoes are ready. Yeah. You All got right. it. Well, tomatoes thank you so much corn, for baby. Thank you so much for the call, Rick. I disagree with you on the other observations that you had, but uh, as, as you mentioned... What was that? What was that observation? The, well, the part about the, the kneeling. I, just, I think it's a, it is a, a rare opportunity for these players to get a platform. Most of the players... Oh, are, no, 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 but it doesn't have to be then. Go out on the... Go out at class reunions and nail them out, but not then. No, I think you're totally wrong on that. There's no time to disrespect. It is disrespecting our country. Right. Thank you. Yep. Take we, care. Yep. We got to keep the blacks quiet. The last thing they want. No, is for not them at to all, Mark. But uh, but again, it's it's getting out of control. You're, so so what what is their purpose of kneeling for the national anthem if it's not disrespect? There's other ways to say we need social justice. But where where have these people been for the last two or three years? I mean, the, the hypocrisy of this. You don't know the answer to your wide. question. Why? Yeah, they're but, kneeling? Yeah, I don't know why they're kneeling. Oh, okay. they're, they're, they're not, but they're not making a difference from a standpoint of they're disrespecting a country. So you would say the NBA as, uh, would not have been, would would be brought up anyway today on on the mark if uh, they hadn't made that difference last night. But what difference did they make? That's that's the whole point. They're not making a difference because it's superficial. So w when you say disrespecting the country's national anthem. This is a country that has righted wrongs in the past and has in its constitution the avenues to right those wrongs. So now, disrespecting the United States we got to keep the black what? man quiet. Let's no, keep them no. quiet. They, they, they are quiet. How are they not quiet? We'll take a quickie break. We will be right back. I should be on vacation, but it seems like the world may need me right now. So I'm heading off the beach and over to Sunbury Motors Hyundai for Christmas and July savings on all new Hyundais. If you're looking for an SUV, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has over 70 SUVs on sale until July 31st. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 28 Hyundai Konas in stock with $34.97 off starting at $18,583. If a Hyundai Tucson is on your wish list, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 22 in stock. Starting at 23343 and qualifies for 0% for 72 months. Remember, all new Hyundai's come with America's best warranty 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and 5 years, 60,000 mile base warranty. Moving up in size is the Hyundai Santa Fe with 0% for 72 months, plus a $1,950 discount. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 20 in stock, starting at 27552 Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. <laughs> Hi, this is Dave Moyer for the Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. I would like to thank everyone for their support of our furniture store and other local family-owned businesses throughout this pandemic. We are blessed to be busier than ever this summer during what is traditionally a slower time in our industry. Why would we be busy? First, furniture is a good investment. Quality furniture purchased today can be enjoyed for many years and even sometimes passed down and enjoyed to the next generation. Secondly, trust. We are now in our 85th year of business, and our customers know that we are proud to handle higher quality furniture, much of which is built by American craftspeople. Third, while our store may look small from the outside, we have over 22,000 square feet of display, showcasing a wide selection of styles. We sell furniture for every room in your home, as well as outdoor wicker and patio furniture. 
We are also proud to sell Schiffman two-sided mattresses. So stop in today and see how new furniture can bring enjoyment to you and your family for years to come. The Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. I'm exhausted. The virus, the economy. And Donald Trump just makes it worse. Tweeting insults is not the answer. I read that he tweets up to 200 times a day. How long does that take? I don't know, but one paper said that was an average of a tweet every minute. That's just like the Kardashians. Worse. I bet some days he tweets more than all the Kardashians combined. It's no wonder he messed up the pandemic. He was too busy playing with his Twitter. Remember when he called the virus their new hoax? Experts say if he had started one week earlier, there'd be only half the deaths. 115,000 dead and still no plan. We have tweets. Lots and lots of tweets. If you ask me, that's just childish. Call Donald Trump at 202-456-1111 and ask him to stop tweeting and make sure health care workers have supplies by passing the HEROES Act, H.R. 6800, now. Paid for by Future Majority, www.futuremajority.org. Thank you so much uh, for all the uh, calls so far. Uh, we got, uh, I fell behind in my breaks, but I do appreciate the calls that it filled in the show. So Stan's going to go, and then we're going to take a quickie break. So that puts uh, Stan on the radio. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. Good morning. You know, you hear this stuff about the Voting Rights Act. Where in this country can't legal American citizens that are registered to vote vote? What is the Voting Rights Act all about? I mean, is it is it against the law somewhere for somebody that's legally registered, that is a legal U.S. citizen, not to be able to vote? Is there anybody that's interested in putting up any new impediments for someone to get to the poll? Like, know, like Like voter ID or um, preventing What's the matter with voter ID? I got to use a, I got to have an ID. If I want to go open a bank account or go to the Social Security office to collect my benefits or whatever, you know, do that. Or you, you, you got a question with the IRS or want an ID. Right. There's you, lots of people. You get in a federal, federal courthouse <laughs> or building, you need an ID. So what's wrong with having an ID so that everybody that votes is who they are, who, who they say they are when they walk into the polls to cast their vote? Well, this will be news to you, Stan, but conservatives use that common sense guideline that you just listed to marginalize minority voters. That's where it's ah, done. That's a bunch so, of bull and you it, know how it. How is it marginalizing <laughs> them? How is it marginalizing them? Well, there's many individuals in the African-American community, particularly in areas where there's poverty, where they would not have the, <laughs> the necessary ID. Okay, soft no, bigotry of low expectations. No. Yeah, that, Is that, that what we're going with now? Or you uh, talk about Pennsylvania that, Amish when the, we had this. They, they don't have a spokesperson per se or a party, but individuals who are Amish said that they do not wish to carry an ID. In fact, it goes against their religion. Well, if they, if they The goal is to them. marginalize Democrats. No, it's not. And, uh, Stan, oh, really? ha, ha, Stan really? you know it. The, 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 the goal is to have efficient, effective voting by people who are legal citizens of the country, whatever country that may be, not just the United States. So when you say it's marginalizing people, that's been thrown out there. But the proof of that is nil to none, because most of the people who are in poverty, whatever color they are, are getting some sort of government assistance. With government assistance, they have to have some form of identification. So exactly. I mean, this gets thrown out there, and, and, and you know, it, it, people 
believe it because it's been said so many times. The facts aren't there. So blacks should just all use their welfare cards so they can so vote. Why? Oh, the poverty Mars, is in, Mars, in Mars. Appalachia. Is that what you're saying, yeah, Ben? Blacks aren't the only ones on poverty. You have Appalachia. You have other things. Not Go ahead, Stan. Go ahead, Stan. You you got the floor. Mark, come on. Yeah. Now you sound like Joe Biden say that, you know, black kids, I mean, poor kids are as smart as, as white kids. Yeah. I mean, that's what You know, what, what, what is this with just the black folk? I'm sorry. It, it, it doesn't, race should not even enter into this. It is what is, should be legal. A legal citizen, legal American citizen. If they can't identify who they are, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah, it's it's the part You're corrupting of the, the election a, system a, otherwise. Identity politics. That's what people will play. They'll play the identity politics. And again, nobody's saying if people are in poverty and they're getting government assistance, they have some sort of identification. Right, so they can use their welfare card so they can vote. Well, all right. Okay. Go ahead and wrap it up. That's an ID. You know, you know the, the state, you know, if, it's, if a state, okay, I, I'll give you this. If a state mandates that we have ID, then the state needs to make be able to make that ID available at no charge to everyone. And okay? that is available that's the way it should be. I don't have a problem with that. And, and if you buy a gun... Do you have to show some sort of identification? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, okay. And, it better be, and everything in the papers better match. Yeah, if you have so. a change of address, you better have that change of address form or you're not going, or going to get it. Or got married mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. yeah right. Name change. You need the ID. So what is wrong with the most important thing in this country, one of the most important things in this country, people select the leaders, which some days I don't think they lead very well, to be to be identified that they're doing it legally and they're not voting wherever and whatever, I think the whatever issue, they want. I think the real issue is the motive. The motives you describe motive. are sound. Oh, but, so we're but going the to the conservatives use their their motive is to marginalize minorities, and it's a, one of the big hammers that they mind. use. No, if, if conservatives are marginalizing minorities, then aren't liberals? Doing the same thing. <laughs> Only the opposite. Yeah, in the opposite way. So this, 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 I get, this is such a, um, uh, what would be the term you would want to say, gaslighting? <laughs> this, this is a false premise. Telling us you're crazy over keep, and over. Just keep, just keep saying it and people start to believe it. So in Georgia, voter suppression. More people voted in the last uh, election in Georgia on minorities. The, the whole group voted more. More blacks voted in Georgia. And the uh, well, Abrams, the lady who lost, still thinks she should be governor. But, so they had all this. And then they go and they can't prove it. So they had more people vote. So how is that suppressing the vote? Stan will give you the last word. Well, you know, this low, you know, soft bigotry of low expectation yeah, has to that's stop. True. You know, people, right. people, you know, they figure out how to do everything else if, if that's a requirement to vote. I mean, it, it, people, you know, if there's four people driving, they go get their driver's license. How do they do that? They take the time and do what they need to do to get it if they want to drive a vehicle. So if they want to vote and they want to do it legally, let's get the idea so everybody knows who everybody is and there's no cheating or corruption. That's all I'm asking. All right, we got it. Thank you so much. Fair enough. And appreciate the call. Uh, quickie break. Got a caller waiting. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Got a couple of emails pending. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guy's 
force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark on the topic of John Lewis's funeral, one of our listeners says speeches were perfect for a man who fought for all these things his whole life. What wasn't okay was a president tweeting about mail-in voting and delaying the election while the funeral was taking place, says Tom. Uh, actually, the the tweet came out at 8.46 a.m. The funeral was, yeah, you know, the memorial service was in the afternoon. So I, I, I think Tom is, yeah, Tom is a real what, tool if he yeah, says Tom that. Tom has done what people do is throw some personal comments in there. Right, so I'm throwing them back. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, another listener. So Tom misses the time of the tweet and understands this. But, right. Uh, well, and I, I don't think the president was trying to distract from the election. Yeah. He was trying to distract from the gross domestic product numbers, which came out of the 15 minutes earlier. But in any event, potentially, you know, people will pay attention to whatever they mm -hmm. wish to. Uh, another listener says the COVID-19 numbers wouldn't have been any different had Biden been president from the onslaught. The only difference would have been the coverage. Biden would have been praised for keeping the numbers below 150,000 instead of the predicted 2 million period. And then, if I don't need an ID to exercise my constitutional right to vote, why do I need an ID to rest it, exercise my constitutional right to own a firearm? Yeah, interesting email on both points uh, taken, and uh, that's what we've talked about with the press. Uh, so uh, time, time will tell, and we will see, and uh, IDs uh, seem to be all over the place when needed how they're needed, by whom are they needed by. Another listener, surprisingly disappointed in me, says, Mark, 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 your marginalized comment was so off the mark, exclamation point. Safe and well, says Larry in Texas, and he says, also, shout out to Rob Center, your fabulous producer. Great bumper music today. So we appreciate that. Uh, we do have some texts, but we'll get those after our good caller. Joe is going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, Joe, you're on the mark. All right, good morning. Uh, yeah, I would like to uh, talk a little bit about what Stan, or the voting, and Mark said about the voting suppression. And I mean, we've all been talking about it for uh, a few years. But uh, just the, uh, maybe the legal end of it, because of states' rights, states control the voting. I'll just ask some simple questions, if I can get a yes or no, right? States control their own voting, right? To a degree, uh, yeah, yes. to a degree. I mean, they have constitutional guidelines, okay, or mandates. So they, they get, and then, if I'm trying to understand this, that the counties kind of, through a committee or judges, determine the exact location of the polling sites in their county. 
if I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. asking question because okay. the, the, the break getting into it, it this part of it, I, I'm just new, you know, fresh with it. So, okay, so if it, the counties control the, the voting sites, I want to get that out there. You know, that's my question. Okay, go ahead, Ben. Oh, well, the, the, the part about it is, is you, you have the federal mandates for voting has to take place on the federal presidential elections the second Tuesday uh, right. after the first right. Monday. Those, and then, yeah, it, then it goes. Okay, well, then it goes when it all. Comes to the site is what okay. I'm guessing. Then it, I'm comes, trying to then it get comes all the way down it, to the local level where then the counties in Pennsylvania dictate where the sites will be based on the municipalities within the county. Right, okay, so my question is maybe like an obvious, to me, logical question is when we've seen around the country of these people standing in long lines and they're mostly of color and then that's when the, uh, say the progressives bring that to our attention is that you know, wait in line for hours. But I would think that those are controlled by the Democrats, so why are they closing their own polling areas and making them uh, less convenient to get to where you have to have, instead of 100 people voting at one spot, you have 1,000 or at 10 different spots, you have 1,000 people voting at one spot. That would be, in my mind, controlled by that county and which would Yes. Right, that's a good question. So, so, Joe, here, here, here's an example. Uh, you, you take the growth of communities. And I'll just use this example in Snyder County. Penn Township in Snyder County, just a little west of Sealands Grove, grew immensely. Uh, there was one election year, and I can't remember it offhand, people stood outside the Penn Township Municipal Building and the line wrapped around. And remember, six years ago. Yeah, certain elections, presidential elections bring out more people, local issues will bring out more people depending on the year. So now they voted to split Penn Township into two voting precincts. There's other areas where the registered voters have dropped off that maybe used to have two voting precincts in a, in a county that now maybe are brought back to one. And also, too, voting takes place from early in the morning to late at night, let's say 7 to 7. Some places, 8 o'clock, it depends on the state. And also within a state, depends on the region or the county or the municipality. Right. So there's so from 5 o'clock to the end, you usually get a big push. People come after work to vote. So, again, depending on the timing, the issue, the population of registered voters, it's not the population of just the gross numbers, it's the population of registered voters, communities set up their voting precincts. Right. And how many voting booths are in a precinct? I hope that answers your questions, Bob. Thank you, or Joe. My point Joe. is, how do, how, if that's a Democratic-controlled area, how do conservatives get blamed for not being prepared for this influx of voting? I, I, that's Joe, my point. Fixed it. Joe, because they can and they can get away with it, and right. journalists, that, that journalists my don't... I'm glad, Ben, because I'm really yeah. not real familiar with how all that works, and that's good information, but how they can say that this area was uh, being controlled and that conservatives are repressing, you know, these voters in this area. Yeah, who said and that? And then if you would look at the, who has control of it, it's 
Probably, Joe. which Joe. I can't get that information Joe. on counties. Probably controlled by Democrats. So Joe. thank you very much. Joe. Uh, Thanks Joe. for the information, Ben, and Mark. Joe. <laughs> you Joe. can explain that one. Joe. But, uh, Who's, Joe. It is easy to blame others. Joe. Bye. Who said? Joe. Who said Democrats are uh, changed? Uh, see, there's his answer. Nobody said Democrats made people wait in line in Penn Township. No, really? no, not Penn Township. He's talking about overall. Probably no, he's talking gonna, about Penn saying, Township. No, I talked about Penn Township. The media talks about the narrative that this is going. Here's absurd as it gets. There was a voting uh, precinct off of, I believe it's Interstate 4, down around the Orlando area. And the people came out screaming. Black people came out screaming that they were trying to uh, to hold the vote down. They they were suppressing the vote. And you know what the reason was, Mark? I give up. There was a state police officer oh. having a speed trap just down from the exit or in front of the exit. It had nothing to do with voting. They were controlling the speed of the traffic. But that's speed how abs- traps target Republicans. Well, that's how absurd this this stuff gets with the suppression. Now, if there's real suppression, then it should be investigated, looked to at, the fullest and corrected. Extent. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Souls. With 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail traded assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Welcome back. Trying to use my 61-year-old brain to think of a name here. It's not working. Uh, Bob, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting. Please go right ahead. Good morning, guys. A couple of issues. Mark, I think you issued a statement that might be a little untrue. I don't believe the true Amish and Mennonites vote. And also, I've always had a question because they got these stimulus packages. I wonder how many true ones sent them back. I know some did. And let's get back to this Black Lives Matters. That black guy killed two white people in the local area here, but I didn't hear a whole lot more about it than we had the audacity to have those black bars march up in uh, uh, Miffelberg the other day. My contention is, I mean, we, I'm sure that some of these black people died. They shouldn't have died. But how many of them resisted arrest? And 100,000 people that have been arrested since this time that went unbiased by anything in violence... Why do these two people become so mortalized in what they did? Because they did not follow directions from the police, and that's why they died. That's my opinion. Thank you. All right. Yep, that's why they march. All right. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Yeah, so much more to learn about this and so much more to know. Well, I would say the the, the Burnell Trammell story is, is a very sad story and very undercovered by the press, where this uh, man was uh, basically assassinated in Milwaukee at uh, right around uh, noon. Uh, 
you know, within the last was the last week this happened, but uh, you've not heard Reverend Sharpton or, or Reverend Jackson uh, speak about. You won't uh, hear it on this show. So, uh, so again, here we are. Hey, real quick, Mark. Uh, Pennsylvania school state leaders. Uh, you had uh, talking about former superintendent Mark Duracco talking about we're trying to keep schools open. We need more help. In that article, there was a line that maybe some people missed. Uh, here, adding the. Local school leaders are worried about legal liability and are seeking protection. Well, uh, Dr. Duraco says it well there. Local school leaders are worried about legal so liability. Did, the district doesn't so, want to get sued. Yeah, but so are business people and so are others. Churches. So, so when they don't look to, to address that issue of what the legal liability is, it opens the door. And you think you see commercials on TV now for lawyers? Well... Holy smokes. Did you get COVID? Call me. Exactly. So anyway. Thank you so much, Ben. We'll see you in one week. When you come in, Bob Garrett will be able to visit in person if he so chooses. So, yeah, August, we're we're allowed to have an in-person guest per week in the studio. Good. Well, no, folks out there, have a good and safe weekend. Yeah, enjoy. Moderate temperatures. We need precipitation. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News. Time, 10 o'clock. Time for the Dan Patrick Show on WKOK.